0: Welcome to a new episode of my podcast, Stories of Awakening, where we talk about spiritual growth, transformation, and self discovery. Today, I'm so excited because I have Persia Lawson with me. She's a dating and relationship coach, she's an author of three books. She's a speaker as well, and she specializes in getting female leaders healthy, exciting, and meaningful relationships. Welcome Persia and thank you so much for being here, it's such an honour for me.
1: Oh it's a pleasure to be here, thank you so much for inviting me
0: on. Thank you. So before starting I just wanted to tell you this story <laughs> and then I'll let you talk. So I just wanted to tell you that I bought your book in December 2021, um, Love is Coming, and for uh, few days before my ex broke up with me so my intuition really guided me to you uh, I know you through Sabi Care by the way because I was her client and I was listening to her podcast I'm gonna so... be with her next week actually how oh. funny
1: because I met our friend our mutual friend Amy Rushworth in Mallorca which I wasn't uh. supposed to be here and and then I found out Sabby's coming next week and I know oh. her a little bit but that's how um, funny
0: more synchronicity yeah. Yeah. absolutely well say hi to her I interviewed yeah. her in my podcast a couple of episodes ago as well so yeah I just wanted to tell you that um, your book helped me so much through that breakup and um, it was the first time so I was already in the self-development journey so I knew already a lot about my patterns and uh, but it was the first time in my life where someone actually explained it so well gave it a name like love addiction there is actually addiction to love and um, it gave me even more clarity and also the most important thing I really felt I wasn't alone in this Mm -hmm. and of course my story is different than yours I know you will tell us yours but what you felt and um, your your thoughts your Your patterns were so similar to mine, I really felt understood for the first time in my life. So thank you so much for being so vulnerable in your book and sharing all what you learned. It really, really helped me. And also I bought uh, the mini course Romantic Reset um, Mm -hmm. after that and that meditation. About you know visualizing your ideal partner is one of the best meditation I've ever done, and I've done it for a couple of months, I think every day in a row, and I felt amazing. so mm-hmm. I can tell you now that all I've done through your book and your course really helped, but yeah, I just wanted to tell you this before starting.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. well, it's always so good to know that it's resonating um you know this is just work that has changed my not just my love life my entire life like beyond recognition and it doesn't mean that i don't go through some really hard shit still i do mm-hmm. of course i do because that's being human but i've got tools and uh i've got support and i've got community and i've got all of these things to help me navigate through so that those things don't make me just feel shit and depressed actually mm-hmm. it's like you know they say it can make you bitter or it can make you better mm-hmm. and so I really believe um you know, I think Gabby Bernstein says obstacles are detours in the right direction, um and I've just had this weekend where uh in my own life where loads of stuff I thought I was doing something and and everything changed completely out of my hands, mm. but it's led to something even better, and I believe that that is the same for relationships, you know, I wouldn't be here chatting to you now if it wasn't for going through a horrific heartbreak, and so I really believe that our um, our heartbreaks and our and our you know their breakthroughs if we choose to perceive them
0: in that way I totally agree yeah mm-hmm. so this is stories of awakening podcast so if you want you can share your story with us I know about your story of course because I read your book and I'm following everywhere on social media um, mm-hmm. but yeah you can start whenever you feel uh, like is right
1: Sure. Well, I always start by saying that I'm actually the least likely person to have ever become a love coach because I was a nightmare in my love life for such a long time. Um, and part of the reason for that was that I grew up with two parents who struggled with drug addiction and it was really quite crippling for them. And obviously, as a family, you know, they they did like to be honest, when I think that they did so amazingly, given what they were going through to keep our family together, most families would have fallen apart and I was still here to this day but the way that I dealt with it you know I didn't know exactly what was going on but I just knew something wasn't right but the way I dealt with it was two things um, I became an overachiever and so you know got lead roles got a stars you know all of that from a very young age and also I got addicted to boys uh, from a very young age and both of those things gave me those what I was craving which was validation and a sense that I was loved and good enough, um, and escapism from what was going on at home. And so I've always been very fascinated by, and, and now I work coaching women who identify as high achievers or overachievers, um, in their love life, because that was really my story, you know, and how, mm-hmm. how those two things correlate and, and influence and impact one another. Um, and What was interesting about my story is that my parents actually got sober when I was 16 and I was going into sick form, and I suddenly got this dream family life that I'd always wanted. And you'd think that that would be the happy end to the story, but unfortunately, it wasn't for me at that time because, you know, I always say that human beings we are programmed, we're conditioned to be uh, attracted to and drawn to whatever is familiar for us. And so suddenly, I'd had, you know, I was used to drama and chaos, and then all of that was taken away from my home, and I, I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know how to sit with stability and calmness and healthiness. So I went out into my love life, and I just, you know, already had been getting with guys very, very young, and I just went really hell for leather, was cheating on every boyfriend I had, and this got increasingly more dramatic. Um, as I went to on to university and then drama school <laughs> which was a you know was the easiest place for me to act mm-hmm. out and uh, I actually it was when I came out of drama school in my mid-20s I'd done a master I'd done various courses but my, my final one was a master's in uh, classical acting and a few weeks later I ended up working as a hostess in a strip club in London to make money but you know there are other ways I could have made money mm-hmm. and uh long 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 story short I eventually got sexually assaulted in a very weird situation in the strip club and i very quickly put on two stone in two months after that, when I went on an acting job in China, and Shanghai, because I wasn't dealing, you know, I was just in trauma and I didn't know it. And I was just drinking too much, sleeping around, eating crap, not looking after myself. And I have to say that that weight gain was the best thing that ever happened to me. I don't know if I would be here if that hadn't happened because it was the one thing I couldn't hide from my family. I could hide the drugs, I could hide the men. um, I could hide, yeah, I could hide all of it. But that was obviously quite shocking. And they picked me up um, from the airport. And my dad's, you know, the week after said, oh, how would you feel about going to Thailand on a health retreat over New Year? Um, because I was a skin actress, I was like, okay, fine, free holiday. And that was, changed my life. I went on this trip, um, there was no partying. It was obviously just doing yoga and meditation, which I dabbled in a bit, but not much. Um, and one morning when I was there, my dad said to me, when we were drinking our tea on the beach, He said, you know, I'm really worried about you and I just want to say something that completely changed my life. It always makes me emotional whenever I say this. He said, "Um, focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves. Because at the time I felt like such a failure. My love life was a mess. My acting career was very up and down and I'd always been this overachiever. But actually I needed all of those things to be taken away from me so that I was forced to look at myself and connect with myself. And that, you know, began the, the the real start of my journey and healing all of the shit in my love life. And that was healing my relationship with myself, which is an ongoing thing. It's not like you do it once and then it's done. But mm-hmm. um, that started this whole journey. I ended up um, falling in love with an old friend we ha- who was, you know, six months out of rehab it was a really hard relationship but it, what was good about it is that you know he was in recovery i was going I, i'd started going to um a 12 step fellowship for friends and family of addicts and alcoholics to sort of deal with what i would you know gone through as a child mm-hmm. um, and so that relationship which i talk about a lot in my first book the ineffects was you know the launchpad into to me healing all of this stuff and looking at this stuff and I went and then came out of that was single for a bit not not that long not long enough because I'd always jumped from one thing to one thing but I got in another relationship which again was even healthier than the last one it wasn't he wasn't my partner that I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with although I tried to convince myself he was which is something that us women can sometimes do fall into that trap but again I really learned so much through that and uh and at this point I'd started uh I kind of just felt guided away from acting and I started um you know I've been so into self-development my friends from drama school and me we ended up setting up a blog and it did really really well and it got a lot of media attention because this was back in 2012 when no one was really talking about this stuff Mm -hmm. and then that led to a book deal and just a lot of um exciting projects And I was single for a year and a half and had to really, you know, learn how to love myself and my life single. Um, And then I met my now husband um, when I was speaking at a festival and it was, you know, it's we've been together coming up to eight years. And it's been the most amazing adventure and journey of my life and not perfect. My God, we've been through a lot of stuff, but we have really, really grown together so much. And we actually ran our first retreat together in Goa this uh february just gone and so um and i've i've just been in morocco he works in the film industry which is interesting he works in location so not acting thank god but um (laughs) he was working on a film and it all fell through so i thought i'd be there with him for a month and we've just been there we're there for a weekend and he had to go home and i just was like i don't think i meant to go home yet i think i'm gonna go and spend some time with my friend amy (laughs) in um And then I found out Sabi and some other friends are going to be here in, in Mallorca might go over to Ibiza, but this is it for me. It's like, we've got a healthy relationship because I don't have to just do everything he does, you know, plans change things and we're very good at being flexible and adaptive. Um, And yeah, where, where did I get to? So in the midst of all that, me and my old business partner who I'd written that first book with, um, we actually, you know, we, we were, pretty successful we had a lot of tv companies wanting to make a show with us but we just got to the point where it felt like we had gone as far as we could go together Mm -hmm. and I wanted to be free to do my own thing and she wanted to be free to do her own thing so I knew that I wanted to you know I trained in cognitive behavioral therapy and we'd been coaching women in their 20s around how to navigate a quarter-life crisis but I you know I wanted to purely focus on helping women transform their love lives because that's the thing that had, you know I'd experienced the biggest shifts and continue to um so yeah since gosh that was 2016 so I've been just focusing on, on supporting women in their love lives over the past gosh seven years or so and um And as I said, Jen, more in the last few years, I've just been focused on helping women who who identify as female leaders or high achievers. And I help them get what I call a true power couple relationship. And so, you know, when you think of the the typical power couple, we think of, you know, they've got to be, this is what I used to think, (laughs) rich, rich beautiful, famous. That's the caveat. And actually, you know, we've seen plenty of couples in the public eye who tick those boxes, Kim and Kanye, for example. Mm -hmm. And it does not, it's not enough. Like those external things are not enough. And so what I, a true power couple is, is when you focus on who you each are, how you are showing up in the context of the, the container of the relationship, but also in your lives, it's about um, collaboration. It's about communication. It's about uh, consistency. And it's about, you know, really learning how to be good at communicating and, it's you know this is what myself and my husband have really developed and it, you know we here, we're we here to evolve and grow as individuals but also as a couple mm-hmm. um, and so this is what this is the journey that I now support women in and we are slowly but surely bringing men into our live events and retreats as we go forward which is really exciting because I just know you know, I just have I just know that men and women are gonna meet each other in in a non contrived way that's not a dating app
0: uh-huh. and they're gonna
1: get to know each other and connect on a really meaningful level and so yeah, that's what i that's what we're up to at the moment,
0: Wow, that's amazing. I didn't know about also including men you mm-hmm. you're doing that right now amazing well, thanks so much for sharing all on that. and um, I can really resonate with many, many things you said um you know, from the age uh, when I was 15 Mm -hmm. until 27, I wasn't single for a single day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I always been in a relationship and I was really afraid of being alone. And I didn't know, like it took me a lot of work To actually realize what was going on behind this behavior, and I could see other friends that were perfectly fine without a partner and having fun. For me, was really, I I couldn't feel complete, yeah, without it. And another thing that I read on the in the book, and it was the first time that someone else has said that, is the fact that you were alternating a good guy and a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I had exactly the same experience, like one good. (laughs) like very kind and loving but I didn't care about that person much and then I was staying much longer with people that actually uh, didn't appreciate me enough Um, Mm -hmm. uh, so it gave me really peace that I wasn't alone and it's actually a pattern that I could break and for me definitely relationships have, have been the best teachers like is what really pushed my growth fast yeah yeah and one one other thing that I read in the book and I really would like to talk about it if you're okay with that uh, is the fact that we as women especially around our in our 30s if we are not married engaged or live with someone we feel pressure from society still now I mean I am from Italy which is all about families Uh, hopefully things are starting to change now but you know I'm in a little village as I of torino which is a city in the northwest of italy and i feel like an alien because i'm not living with anyone i'm not engaged i i'm not married (laughs) and people cannot understand this about me they say well what's wrong with you so Mm -hmm. and i'm sure this played a big part in my uh, need of being with someone so people could think i was normal basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so do you still i know italy is there is a lot of pressure still um from what i read in your book in the uk it seems very similar Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, yeah definitely Mm -hmm. definitely i would say that you know it's it's so interesting isn't it because on the one hand i think it's amazing that italy has such a reverence for the family unit And on the other, you know, you know, all the great truths in life is duality. It's like one thing is true and also this is true. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the insistence on that, you know, that we listen, there's billions of people on the planet. We cannot all want the same things at the same time. Like it would be awful if we did. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I was actually speaking to a client yesterday about this. It's like, you know what, you're a pioneer. If you are choosing to prioritize, it it doesn't mean you don't desire the relationship, but you're desiring it for the right reasons. And you're, you know, I would say, fuck the timeline. You're not going to just hit these arbitrary romantic timelines because you feel pressured by society. Because guess what? We have a 42% divorce rate in the UK. And I'm sure in most of the world it's, you know, Mm -hmm. much better. Um, And so, you know, I always say, think of the bigger picture. Think of the long game. I would rather be single now if I do desire that relationship. I'd rather have it later when I'm really ready for it. And look, it's not about being perfect, but, you know, you need to have, I really believe you need to have been spent a significant period of time on truly on your own and learning to love and respect yourself. And then it means that the relationship is going to be so much healthier and you're going to attract a much healthier person, not a perfect person, not a perfect relationship, but a relationship that when inevitable challenges come up, which of course they will, because that's life, you have got the skill set to navigate those things and the emotional bandwidth to because you've actually spent time investing in the relationship with yourself, all the other relationships in your life, romantic, familial, everything are a direct response of how our relationship with ourself is Mm -hmm. and you know so uh, like you I just jumped from relationship to relationship the longest I ever had and that was you know when I'd started healing was three months and that felt like ages to someone like me so when I had 18 months and in that period of 18 months I dated a couple of guys and but I had like three periods was it three yeah it was three periods of four months at a time and I was living with my parents (laughs) because I was working on this new business uh and I I had not even a text from a guy, nothing. And I'd never had that because my validation always come from a man. Mm-hmm. And so that was the reason I was able to meet someone like my husband because I was ready to, you know, we were at the same festival the year before. Neither of us was ready to meet each other. We probably walked past each other, but the universe, I just feel like the universe was like, nope, not yet, <laughs> not yet. And then yeah. when we did meet, we had the most incredible love story. I mean, you've read the book. People don't even yeah. believe it. I said it at my wedding and people like, you know, some of my friends and family didn't even know it. Um, and this is it. it's like, you know what? Because delay the gratification, focus on the insides and trust that, that, that outside that external relationship won't just come along when the time is right, but it will come along in the most magical and extraordinary way if that is what you desire, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I didn't want to, I'm not saying dating apps are bad. They're a tool. They are insanely addictive, like social media, and they've been designed that way. But you don't need them. Human beings have been meeting and getting together for thousands of years without the help of dating apps. And I didn't want to meet someone on a dating app. I always knew, you know, I was an actress. I wanted an extraordinary love story. And a lot of people would relate to that. And, you know, I and I just, I can't even get my head around to this day, you know, Mm -hmm. nearly eight years on. How it happened in the way it did, and then mm-hmm. now I see it with clients all the time having these extraordinary love stories um and and you know, I'm an old romantic at heart, and so <laughs> yeah, what I'm trying to say is, fuck the timeline and just trust like get clear on what you desire, but realize that you're a pioneer by not just following the herd because guess what the herd is not happy, mm-hmm. and the reason they get so triggered by the people who are not following the herd is because there's a part of them that is probably going you know I'm in this marriage or relationship and I'm not actually happy and you're brave and that's triggering for me because I don't think I could do that Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: you know you know you I I just have the utmost respect for people who refuse to settle and just go along with what everyone else is doing because you know what what, what's that there's an expression that I can't remember but Yeah, well, you know, the world changes by the minority of people. It's The the majority majority is like usually doing crazy stuff. We live in an insane world. So going along with what the herd are doing in the majority is not actually the smartest move.
0: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I really liked what you said in the book related to this, like that nobody ever (laughs) congratulate you because you overcame your, you know, your... Unhealthy patterns, or yeah. you started to heal uh, yourself, and this is what I see here every day. Like, they don't understand the job that I do. I'm, I'm a coach as well, um, spiritual coach, so even we're there. <laughs> and, um, you know, nobody fully understands what I do, they just see what I don't have that I should have at this point of my life, but nobody ever came. Uh, here to say congratulations for you know breaking the generational patterns that are coming down through your lineage you know so I really started to do what you said in the book just celebrate myself and congratulate myself for um, for doing this this work because I really believe is the biggest satisfaction that I ever had in my life is actually breaking these patterns and feel better and feel peace. Mm
1: -hmm. exactly and that's extraordinary Mm -hmm. you know that is truly extraordinary and we have to become our own biggest cheerleaders Mm -hmm. and we also have to remember that there's you're not alone like there's so many of us who have been in that position or even still are in that position and we support one another. Mm-hmm. And it's not about like separating ourselves from our family. They, our family and friends love us. They just don't understand us. And that's okay. It's about taking ownership and not, you know, I don't, I no longer try and persuade people who don't get it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They, they they want to stay wedded to their story and don't. And I also don't take on their shit. It's not my, it's not my stuff. Like I'm good. I know mm-hmm. I've got my support. I know what I'm doing. I'm happy. Uh, And when I go through stuff, I, you know, I've got tools to, as I said earlier, I've got tools to help me navigate it, but there's an expression in 12 steps rooms where it says don't go to the butchers for bread. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) don't go to people who are not able to see beyond their limited perception because they've done no work on themselves. And this is not a judgment, (laughs) that's just where they are, that might change, or it might not change, love them for who they are, and where they are, and just know there are some subjects there's no point going into at this point today, maybe Mm -hmm. later. Sometimes I have it seen, like, when I stop trying to persuade or explain or defend myself and my choices, they often some people who I never thought would are drawn to it, and they they want to know more. So, again, another expression in twelve steps, they say attraction, not promotion. So you don't need to go out there and tell everyone. Just be the light. Be in your power, and you don't, you know, don't explain don't complain and that's really magnetic you know that's what pe- people see that energy shift in you it's so mm. magnetic and that's when they will not always but often they will take a step towards you and start asking you questions that's been one of the most useful things for me
0: yeah and there is a quote from Rumi that says similar thing right that you don't have to chase love you have just to basically break down the barriers that yeah Mm -hmm. yes keep you apart from that yeah so another thing that i want to talk about (laughs) is um this pressure of quantum lips in anything and you are one of the few they're actually saying that you know good things take time to grow and this is is true for relationship as business as well um but I can see, especially with social media, it's all about, you know, getting things faster, manifest faster, you know, uh, really about quantum leaps. But I totally agree with you. And I really want to thank you also for saying, you know, I'm a, kind of the beginning of my business still and I'm not quantum leaping the way everyone is telling that it's possible and you actually mentioned you know you it it, it can take some time and you don't have to feel bad about it mm.
1: so again it'd be a pioneer when yeah. people ask I'm taking my time I'm building my foundations on solid ground
0: yeah
1: I own it Don't do not be pushed into shame because so much of that and you know it's the coaching industry has been called into question about this quite rightly so. But there's you know the the pressure and I felt it too a hundred percent because everyone wants everything faster. We live in an Amazon Prime culture that (laughs) wants everything. But I'm like, what are we running from? Because look at look at the enlightened people, look at monks, they're not rushing around crazy trying to get get get, you know, there's a I don't know where I read this recently, but somewhere, someone said, you know, multi millionaires are often going to monks to seek enlightenment, it's never the other way around. You never see monks going up to millionaires telling, them, how do you get all this money? Because mm-hmm. actually, you know, what why are we chasing the money or even the relationship? Because we're we're trying to fill a void. So this is it comes back to focus on the insides. And you know, with business, like it is for me, it's been a whole journey in itself going from acting to what I'm doing now. There's been so many different seasons, you know, it's been hard since COVID. It's it's there's always it's always challenging, but you know, connecting to why am I doing this? Not what can I get out of this? And, you know, when we're in that scarcity mindset, which by the way, I have fallen into so many times in the same way I did around romance, you know, it's the same principles mm-hmm. Focus on being present and enjoying where you are now, knowing why you want to get to where you you're getting to taking the necessary steps, but keeping it in the day and not rushing through because when you're in that energy of gratitude And trust and surrender and going with the flow. That's when you know all all of the extraordinary quantum leap things that have happened in my career or in my life have happened when I was relaxed, not when I was chasing. And you know I am a high achiever, overachiever by nature, so I am very very conditioned because that energy got me things to a degree. I got Mm -hmm. you know mark in the country for my English literature GCSE. It was in the paper. I got A stars. That's what our school, you know, school system conditioned us to be like. But in the real world, it hasn't actually really served me or it served me to a degree that I would become really burnt out. I wasn't enjoying it. And one of my favorite quotes, uh, I think it was Danielle Laporte said, the journey has to feel the way you want the destination to feel. And that's the same of relationships. You know, you're obsessed about getting the relationship because you want to feel fulfilled, supported, relaxed, all the whatever the things are. But if you're in this frantic energy, like to, to manifest anything, then all you're doing is repelling it. And you know, I yeah. I I can't tell you how many times I forget this. It's so simple, but it's not easy. But mm-hmm. it's just come back to this present moment. That's why there's so much focus on that in spirituality and meditation and be in today, be in this moment. Be grateful for where you are for this chapter of your life, because one day you will look back and you're like, I wish I had embraced that more. You know, I wish I didn't push away my time being single. When I think back to the early days of my business, I actually feel a nostalgia because I was you know, naive and quite ignorant, but there was a bliss in that. And I was so excited. And now, you know, uh, and I'm still excited, but, but, you know, I could become disillusioned because I know so much more and, and, you know, that has good things and it has bad things. So just embrace the chapter of life you're in, greet it with a smile and be like, what, what is this chapter here to teach me? And the more you can fully play out and be present in um, whatever chapter your life is in, in any area, the faster, ironically, that it shifts to something else, but you can't do it in order to get out of there. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like the universe doesn't, or God or whatever you want to say, it doesn't hear what you're saying, what is, it's, it's, you know, what is, what is actually energetically true. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I always have to remind myself, this is again, cliche, but there are literally billions of people who would give anything to have the life I have today. And same for you, anyone listening to this, and you might think, no, 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 trust me, there are
0: mm-hmm. billions
1: of people starving, living on less than $2 a day, deep poverty. And, you know, we, we have to remind ourselves sometimes that we we are doing great. We have to be our own biggest cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's from that energy that all the good shit flows. It really is.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I have one more comment too, and, and then I'll let you go. <laughs> um, another thing that I really love uh, is that you're still friend with your ex. Mm. And it's something that I always wanted and I never managed to. Of course, it takes two people to want the same thing. Uh, but you gave me the hope that it's possible and I never I I was questioning myself why do I want this so much and I think because for me represents uh unconditional love Mm -hmm. um so is a love that can change but it doesn't disappear you know and you share so much with someone Mm -hmm. and maybe they push you really to do big transformations on yourself and then from one day to another you don't know anything about that person anymore, but they're still alive. Yeah. So yeah, I always wanted to keep in touch with my exes, it never happened for one reason to another. But um yeah, it it's possible because for you he happened. So what would you yeah, sorry, Go on, you know, sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to ask what yeah suggestion you would give. Um uh, yeah.
1: I would say you need to have the period of no contact and the degree of how long, because everyone always says, how long, how long? <laughs> I would say as long as it takes for them just to not be on your mind at all anymore. And when you think of them to feel completely, it's kind of neutral or fondness mm-hmm. of what you shared. Mm-hmm. Because if there's any lingering stuff, it gets messy and complicated. And I would say, you know, the majority of the time it helps if both of you are in new relationships. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't that's not a requirement, it does help, but mm-hmm. it's not a requirement. But I would say, you know, maybe a year, like I, I would say oh, if I had to give a number at least a year of like no contact and just healing and focusing on yourself. But you know what? Those old relationships they they can come back and they can come back in really unlikely ways but if one or both of you that feels like you're forcing it
0: mm-hmm. it's not
1: organic and it it then it gets messy so you know if that's meant to happen then it will and yeah. it might be it might be years down the line mm-hmm. I have one ex I only have one ex who I would say he's not talking to me I had to make an amends to him years after I, I was really really awful to him mm-hmm. uh, and there was a crossover um that it was basically it was messy and I understand why he needed to have me out of his life for good as respect mm-hmm. for who he's with now. Um and I and I just wish him well and I I said I'm so sorry you know when I really started healing myself and working on myself. And I don't know if he will ever be in my life again. And I've I've kind of made peace with that. It's a long time ago and I've accepted that. And sometimes that's the way it goes. Sometimes yeah. that's the way it goes. But this is where, you know, I talk about surrender to the festival, surrender to the festival of life. Like, you just don't know who's going to come back in your life. And it's the same with friends. I've had friends who we kind of drift apart for whatever reason. And then sometimes we come back together and sometimes not. But who's to know in the future? You just Mm -hmm. don't know. And that's the magic of life. Like, there are no guarantees. And, you know, it's our anxiety that wants there to be guarantees. And we try and force it. And we try, you know, we want that security and that stability but actually the security and the stability comes from within us. It doesn't come from the circumstances being exactly the way that we want them to be, or would, would choose them to be, because actually, you know, it's so funny because I wrote this after this whole Morocco fiasco this weekend <laughs> and on the lunar eclipse literally happened on the day of the lunar eclipse. Um, I wrote a newsletter to my, uh, my followers yesterday And I felt really compelled to share. So it's such a simple quote from Marilyn Monroe. You know, sometimes good things fall apart, so better things can fall together. And we can't see at the time, we can't see the whole picture. Mm -hmm. You know, when I went and broke up with my ex before Joe, I didn't know that I was going to meet someone who was way better for me than this other ex. But I just took my life one day at a time and I trusted and I took care of myself and I did what I needed to do. And life, when I was ready, guided me and him together in the most magical way. And so this is what I keep. And, you know, I, I've i had a big reawakening of this recently in a different era of my life. Oh, yeah, look how I was trying to control and force solutions and force outcomes. It's like, that's not my job. You know, you're a spiritual coach. And so you'll understand this. My job yeah. is just to be present and to be a space of love and gratitude and to feel my emotions. You know, all emotions are valid and welcome. Allow them to pass through me. Um, and and then life becomes really quite magical
0: yeah absolutely i totally agree with that well thank you so much for sharing all of this is there anything else that you feel like sharing or otherwise you can share where people can find you of course i will put everything in the show notes as well and what you're offering now yes
1: yeah. um so i'll do it the other way around i'll share the resources that i have mm-hmm. um so if you put my website com, that has everything on there so i'm very active on instagram do lots of free content on there i have a really great podcast um with incredible guests and lots of solo episodes as well that's called the love is coming podcast and you can find that on wherever podcasts are <laughs> um, what else do i have I have got an amazing free resource called the Love for Leaders scorecard. Now this is extremely confronting and some people don't finish it and I will challenge you it's like 40 questions and they're yes or no questions but you will learn so much from yourself but as I said it's really confronting so just get to the end you're going to have questions that you're like Ugh, just <laughs> just get through it. Um and um and when you fill that in, we give you a load more free resources, invitations to to upcoming masterclasses that are completely free. And I do coaching and they're all on Zoom. Um, I've got if you know that you're you know, if you've identified with what I'm sharing and, you know, like I'm ready just to actually get stuck in and do the work. I have um, my only program now. I actually made the commitment of walking away from my other stuff, even though they were, you know, they were profitable and they were brilliant. But I actually just felt guided to just have one program that I gave my all to, and it's called Love for Leaders. Um, And so that's for women who identify as high achieving or overachieving and who are struggling in their love life and they want to have a great relationship. Uh, And it's a really in-depth, thorough program. And that's love that program with my whole heart. Um, Was there any other bits? Oh, yeah. And of course, last but not least, my book, which you have there with you, Love is Coming. Mm-hmm. That's a really good, great place to start if you're if, you know, it's I think you can get it on Kindle for 4 You can get a hard copy for £9.99. Um, if you like your self-help, like it, there's lots of stories. And the reason I wrote it like that is I just was like, I want a book that, you know, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. I love Glenn Doyle Melton. And I love their storytelling and because I was an actress. Like, uh, I, I love telling stories and sort of the lessons in there, you learn through the stories, if that makes sense. So I wanted to make it really entertaining as well as informative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully I did the job because it did take me five years to write the second book. <laughs> it, was a, it was a long process.
0: Well, I can say it worked. And I think we are in on a similar wavelength because, you know, I love stories as well. This podcast is called <laughs> Stories of Awakening. So I learned so much through stories. So I'm sure whatever you shared in, the, in this podcast, as well as the book, like it will help so many, many others. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Pleasure. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And I'll see you at the next episode. Bye.